God, you are great and greatly to be praised, God. There is none like you. There is none beside you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Well, God bless each and every one of you again. Um, it's, it's my honor to be here anytime I come into this pulpit. And uh, I tell you, I, I'll just, I'm just going to be myself. Okay, I, that's all I know how to do pretty much. Um, hopefully my voice can tolerate if I try to get a little preachy tonight. But um, I don't think I'm going to be very long. And uh, I really believe that this all came uh, for a reason. So yeah. uh, I'm going to tell you. What first we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to open with a scripture. Philippians 2 and 8. If you'd like to turn to your Bibles to Philippians 2 and 8. And this is a scripture that everyone should be familiar with. And we're going to start off right here. This is going to get us, get us going. Philippians 2 and 8. And being found in fashion of a, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Even the death of the cross. I, I want to open with that scripture, and I want to say this. Jesus was not wishy-washy. Jesus had his mind made up. And not only did he have his mind made up, he never wavered. He never wavered. And we need to be like Jesus if we want to be Christians. And the title I'm going to give this, this sermon tonight is A Time for Resolve. A Time for Resolve. And this is not a New Year's resolution message. We're not, this is not that. I, I just want you to understand, uh, if this didn't come from there, it has nothing to do with that. Because this is something spiritual that I want to talk about tonight. So I want to make sure that we're, we're understanding this is, this is a spiritual thing. Uh, you may be seated. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you, you come into this place. Shower us with your spirit, God. Pour down your spirit tonight, God. I need you. I need you now more than yesterday, God. I need you more and more each and every day. I need your spirit to guide me. I need your spirit to lead me. I need your spirit to be alive, God. I need you. I must have you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Well, I'll tell you, I've said this before, and I'll more than likely, I will say this again. And, uh, Many of you have probably heard this, uh, but it, it, this is something I don't, I, I, I just can't get away from this uh, anytime I'm in the pulpit. I, I just think, when I think of God and I think of Jesus, I, I, I'll say this right now. Jesus had a singleness of mind to do the will of the Father. His mind was stayed. His mind was fixed. He was prepared to do whatever he had to do to accomplish the will of his father, even the death of the cross, even the death of the cross. I'll, I dare say that none of us would ever want to endure what Jesus had to endure. His first recorded words in the Bible were, I'm going to quote Luke 2 and 49. 
And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? Jesus speaking, saying he must be about his father's business. And his last words that he spoke that were recorded in the, in the Bible were, it is finished. From the first recorded words of Jesus Christ to the last recorded words of Jesus Christ, it tells us that he had one thing on his mind, and that was to be about his father's business, to do the will of the father, and he accomplished that goal. He accomplished that task. Uh, I want to talk about resolve. When we look up in uh, Webster, there's a few different uh, meanings to the word. There's a verb is to settle or find a solution to a problem, to resolve a problem, or a dispute, or a contentious matter. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. Uh, the next one, and I'm not going to give every uh, every example, but I will I will go to this one because we're going to get more and more close to where, where we're headed. The second one is to decide firmly on a course of action. So sometimes we decide to do some things, and has anybody ever decided to do something, and for some reason, one, one reason or another, you didn't get it done? You just didn't accomplish what you thought or you desired or that you wanted to accomplish. It just didn't happen. So that's everybody. Everybody has been there before. And I want you to know, it's okay. You're human. I'm human. We, we all make mistakes. But decide firmly on a course of action. Uh, an example is she resolved to call her friend as soon as she got home to determine, to decide, to make up your mind. Uh, it's more than just that, to conclude. And then as a noun is how I'm going to use it tonight, resolve. It's a firm determination, a firm determination. Everybody say that, firm determination. Has anybody ever been Firmly determined in something. Uh, there's a lot of things that we, we kind of have to be firmly towards. We have to be firmly determined or decided on a course of action. Um, some things, it could be a life or death situation in many instances. Um, <clears throat> she received information that strengthened her resolve. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be transparent tonight, and I'm going to tell you kind of part, partly um, what inspired this, this message, and that was, um, that was the bread program. I'm going to tell you directly. It was the bread program, and Brother Johnson, I told you, you're going to, hopefully you're going to like this message. I, th I think it's going to be all right. It was the bread program, and that was a, that was a program that when we, it was discussed, and when, and when it went out last year, at the beginning of the year, it's exciting, and people have, you know, you, you really have ambition, you, you're ambitious, and you're eager, and you, you, you want to do the right thing, and I want to read my Bible. I've read my Bible through many times, okay, just so you know, but I failed that task of completing the bread program this year. I, I failed that task. I failed it. Nobody else. I'm not going to I'm not going to blame my 14-year-old teenage son for not, for not finishing that program because he's not in charge of me. He's not the boss of me. He, he's not going to make me do it. And guess what? I could not, I could, I could, I could 
push them harder, but you, you can only push somebody so far. You can only push so, somebody so much. And he did a good job. We, we got pretty far. We just didn't get all the way. There was a lot, of, a lot of complications. But I will tell you right now, when this happened and when I, I had to acknowledge, I had to acknowledge because I'm not going to say, yeah, I did the, I did the bread program. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. I did half of the bread program. <laughs> I mean, I don't get a full loaf of bread, Brother John. I get a half a loaf. You know, you give him the other half so we can take home a full loaf. But, but it didn't get done. It didn't get done. That's my point. Um, but there is no excuse. I began the endeavor with good intention. But there was a lack of something called resolve. I didn't have the resolve to see it through to the end. I didn't make up my mind to see it through to the end like I should have done. I shouldn't have looked for ways to, to not complete it or make excuses to say, well, you know, this, that, or the other thing. There's no, there's no excuse. But I failed. And I tell you what, when I had to stand up here in front of the church and tell the church I didn't do it, and I said I lifted my hand when they said, will you do it? And I said, yes, and I didn't do it. I don't feel good about that. I do not feel good about that. But you know what upsets me the most? And I'm going to tell you right now, I got a little angry. I got a little worked up. Because the devil, I felt it and I saw it in my mind. The devil was smirking at me. He wasn't say, he doesn't say much. He don't ever mess with me. I don't ever talk about the devil. You don't hear me preaching about the devil, this, the devil, that. That's not me. But this time, I felt that devil was looking at me and just going. Mm-hmm. That's who you are, buddy. You're a failure. You didn't complete what you said you were gonna do. But you know what? I'm gonna tell that devil he's a liar. The devil is a liar, and, and he's always been a liar. That's all he knows is to lie, and I, I'm not going to play games with him. I'm not going to patty cake with him tonight. I'm mad at the devil, and I'm going to fight him, and I'm going to punch him in the nose, and I'm going to do an old school drag down knockout on him. He's going to be beat up. I, all I got to say is right now, I need you with me. I need this church to get behind me because we are going to put a black eye on his left eye. We're going to put a black eye on his right eye. We're going to put the smack down on the devil. We are going to put the smack on the devil. He's going to get what's coming his way. He should have never messed with me. He should have never messed with this church. He should have never told us anything negative. He's wrong. He's a liar. And I'm not going to stand for it. The devil, you are a liar. And I'm telling you right now, you, you picked a fight with the wrong guy. Because right now, I'm rallying the troops. And we're coming to get you. We're coming to get you. I don't take anything from that guy. I don't even give him no time of day. Oh, I tell you, I, I was mad. I was upset. I, was, I, I still am a little upset. I don't get worked up too often. It's, not, it's a Wednesday night. It's not Sunday. Trust me, I'm not going to go berserk up here. But I'm telling you, I was upset, and I still am a little bit. But uh, I want to talk about that. The devil doesn't mind if we set the highest, most unparalleled spiritual goals of all time. He doesn't care. As long as we fail to have the resolve to see it through, he doesn't mind. You can make a promise till the cows come home. But unless you fulfill that promise, he's just going to smirk at you. He's going to laugh at you. 
He's going he's gonna to smile at you, and he's going to clown you. And I don't like being clowned. And the devil did it, did it wrong to me, and I don't like it. So we're going we're gonna to punch him in the eye. We're going to take care of business tonight. We got business to take care of. I want to say this. Has anybody ever heard of something called Operation Inherent Resolve? Does that sound familiar to anybody? It's not old. It's not very old. I'll explain what that is. And I, I, I bring this up for a reason. is because it, it, it tells a little bit about resolve. It tells a little bit about what resolve is and what we need to have resolve. Inherent resolve was the name given to the operation of actions against the Islamic State, which is ISIS or IS, the Islamic State in the Middle East, which included, excuse me, which, and here's in quotations what they said they named it for, intended to reflect the unwavering resolve and deep commitment to degrade and destroy the Islamic State militants and the threat that they pose. That's what inherent resolve was. That's telling you what that's telling you right now what their mission is and what they're going to do. They are going to handle the business and take care of IS, Islamic State. Uh, I'm not going to go much further down that road. I just want you to understand we need resolve in our life. We need resolve in this church. We need resolve. If we're going to see things through to where God wants us to see them through, we have to have resolve to get it done. It takes more than just desire. It takes more than just lip service. It takes more than just good, warm, fuzzy feelings. You have to have a resolve. We have to have a resolve. Has, uh, we have an enemy of our very souls that wants to distract you. He wants to detour you, and he wants to overwhelm you every single chance he gets. Does anybody ever feel detoured sometimes? Does anybody ever feel overwhelmed sometimes? Let's not, let's not get trapped by the devil. Psalm 143 says this. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness, answer me, and in thy righteousness, and enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. That's what I felt. That enemy wasn't just working on this flesh. He got in there in the soul. He got into my spirit. He punched me in the worst place you can get punched, okay? That's where he hit me, and that's why I'm upset, because he got me in my soul, and, and I'm not going to stand for it. And none of us should ever stand for that. The enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. Skipping down to verse 9. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake and for thy righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. 
and of thy mercy cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflicted my soul. For I am thy servant. You are God's servant. I am God's servant. We have a father. We have a master. We have a king that's never lost a battle. His train fills the temple. All I have to do is say, Daddy, that devil punched me in the soul, Daddy. I don't like it. What do I do, Daddy? Tell me what do I do. God, I need you. Jesus, help me right now. I want to get back at this guy. What do I do? What do I do? We're in a war. We're in a war. We're in a spiritual war. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be myself and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I like sometimes I repeat myself. That's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I, I say it's okay, good enough for me. But there's a saying that I like to use, and I'm gonna say it. If you always do what you've always done, you're always gonna get what you always got. If you keep on doing the same old same, that devil's gonna trick you with that same. It's like it's like the um the cartoon where the um Roadrunner's jamming around, and the coyote's always trying to set traps, drop a rock on his head. That's the devil. He's just trying to drop a rock on your head. And, and it's a, he, he doesn't have any other tricks. That's really his only trick. He's going to drop a rock on you. Well, guess what? He's not going to drop a rock on my head again because guess what? He got my attention this time, and that ain't going to happen anymore. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not okay with that. I am not okay with that. We need to resolve to do something new in our life if we want greater blessings and spiritual strength. We have to do something new. I'm not saying what you're doing right now is wrong. I'm not saying what you're doing right now is not enough, but we need more. We need more. Things are going insane in the world that we are living in right now. The only place that you're going to be safe is right here in this house of God, right here in the house of God, praising God, worshiping God, experiencing Pentecost, experiencing the apostolic new birth plan of salvation. We have the truth. We have every weapon we need to defeat the enemy. We have every weapon we need. I need more spiritual strength in my life now more than ever before. Because tomorrow I don't know what's coming my way. He might bring his, his gang to come, to come beat up on me. Well, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. But you know what? Because I'm in the church. And we're one body, and we're, we're together. He, he's, not gonna, he's, he's, doing the, he's picking the wrong fight tonight, all right? This world, well, we must resolve to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We have to resolve that. I, I learned that a long time ago. You have to have your mind made up. I taught it to my children. I taught it to my son. I taught it to my daughter. I taught it to my other son. We don't miss church. I don't care what you have going on. I don't care if there's a football game. I don't care if there's a basketball game. I don't care if there's a, a shooting event. It doesn't matter. Church comes first. Church comes first. I will assemble. I will be here. I am not forsaking the assembling of myself, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Church, iron sharpens iron. We need each other. We need each other. We make each other better. We complement each other. We are stronger. Two is stronger than one. Three is stronger than It's just, it's exponential, the power. The power that is in this room could change the world, literally. 
That's not hype. That's not hype. That's, that's honestly the power in this room. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Spirit of God. Iron sharpens iron. We need to lift our brothers and sisters in the Lord if we are going to achieve victory in the most important operation ever undertaken. And that is for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're trying to do. We want to make this place heaven on earth. We want to make it as close as we can get. We'll never be all the way there. Well, guess what? Then I guess we have our work cut out for us. That means we have to just keep on pushing. We just have to keep on trucking. It, it, we're, we're never going to arrive to that place, okay? It's not going to happen. But do we stop? Do we, do we not contend for the faith? No, we have to continue, continue steadfastly. Steadfastly. The world is becoming a place of more and more division, uncertainties, confusion. If we're going to combat the evil and destruction that we face on a daily basis, it is going to take more than just a made-up mind. It's going to take more than just a made-up mind. I had my mind made up that I was going to do the bread program. I did. I really on it. I wanted to do it. I thought it would be great. I thought I could, you know, read the Bible with my son. And we did. We did it. It was really nice. He learned a lot. And we got about halfway. But then thing, the wheels kind of fell off. But I'm telling you, my intentions were good. I, I wanted to do, I said I was going to do the bread program. But guess what? It just didn't, it didn't work out. I had my made up my mind that I was going to do it. As Christians, we must work to achieve a level of obedience to the word of God that will see us into the promised land, which is prepared for those that become more than just hearers of the word. We have to become doers of the word. The world is being told that they are owed practically anything that they can dream of, so much so that it is leading to a generation full of apathy and entitlement. Has anybody experienced that or seen that? It's, 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 it's running rampant. Government's role in the lives of everyday people has become ever more pervasive to a point where the nanny state is infused into the lives of people throughout the world. There is a nanny state. You, you, we think we're free, but really, there's always Big Brother that's pulling the strings on something or other. The only safe place is right here in the church. This is the, this is the arc of safety. It's right here in the church. I'm telling you right now, there is no other place. There is no other place that we can go to escape the world. This is a time for resolve. The truth is, none of us are owed anything in this world, and that we are all in debt for the very lives that we are allowed to live today. If you have lived into adulthood, I have no doubt that this is a lesson that is learned by all of us at some point in time. Can I get an amen on that? The world's not going to give you anything. The world is not here for you. The world doesn't care about you the same way God cares about you, the same way the body cares about you. The body don't just care about you. The body needs you. The body has to have you in order to survive. We need every single one of us. We have to be right here pulling together. We need to reject victimhood and victim mentality. 
That's never gotten anybody anywhere. It's not going to work, but we see it over and over in social media and different causes. And I'm not even going to go down that road because I don't have the time. Um, <clears throat> there are record levels of mental illness among our youth and the general population for that matter. Right here in one of the most prosperous nations on earth, depression is rampant. I don't have the statistics. I didn't do an in-depth study to pull out numbers to prove my point, but I'm telling you right now, I've talked to a lot of people, and I know a lot of people say, hey, guess what? It's okay to be depressed, okay? Every, it, that's, that's normal. That's human. I get depressed. Uh, everybody gets depressed. Do you get happy? You know, do you experience emotion? Yeah, we all do. But if you want to dwell in depression, you're, 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 you're a victim. You're victimizing yourself. You're allowing yourself to be put in a position that you don't belong there. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. We, are, we belong to the Most High God. We need to be prayerful in all things that we do. We, we cannot come here to play church. This is not playtime. This is, this is war. This is spiritual warfare. We're doing it right now. We are in the midst, and, and, and things are looking good. The, the Holy Ghost is here. I, I feel his presence, and I know. Depression is rampant. And I, I, I do know that there are some theories on this, especially with young people. And one of the theories is that social media has people, young people in particular, who are susceptible to ideas and thoughts and whatnot. They... They are always observing what people portray as their life or their, the, the good things that are happening to them on social media. And what do they do? They say, well, gee, they just got a brand new car. I don't have a brand new car. Oh, I'm just going to go wallow in my, my self-pity because I don't have what they have. And there's your depression. It's, it's comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And our, our, our children, our young people, are seeing all these images and all these ideas and thoughts going across, and, and they're being bombarded, and they can't handle it. So they don't know what to do, and they turn inward and say, I'm just I'm going to pull out of this. I'm just going to get away from everything. I, I don't belong with that group because they're just, you know, they're way too, too good for me or, or whatever it is. But what, what you don't understand is that's not reality. They're, that is not reality. Social media is not reality. There needs to be a sense of urgency in our devotion and prayer life. Luke 21 and 36 says this, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. That's a, that's a lot of things, all these things, all. Everybody say all. All, all these things, able to escape all, excuse me, worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 1 Peter 4 and 7 says this, but the end of all things there it is again all things that's a lot of things all things that's everything the end of all things is at hand be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer that's what that's what we need to do 
we need to get, we need to dig in, church. Uh, I don't want to be exposed when they start lobbing artillery shells my direction. I want to, I want some protection. Put me in a tank. That's where I prefer to be. Uh, but if I don't have a tank, I'll take a foxhole or I'll take something else. Improvised fighting position. I'm not going to go down that road either. But I'll tell you what. We need, we need to have resolve. We must have resolve in everything we do. Everything we put our mind to, what pertains to the kingdom of God, we must do it with resolve, with a strong, strong resolve. Not, hey, Jesus was not effeminate. I promise you, he was not effeminate. Okay, he was a man, and he acted like a man. And he worked like a man with his hands. And he did everything. And, 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 he, and he had resolve his whole life. And he was a leader. And we have to understand that as Christians, Christian meaning being Christ-like, we want to be like Jesus. We have to become leaders. We all have to become leaders. No matter who we're leading, no matter what we're leading, we need to become leaders and understand that people are watching you. People are putting their eye on you, and they're saying, what are they doing today? Are they going to fail? Are they going to fall? They're just waiting for something to go wrong. Oh, that, that's that Christian person. That's that apostolic person. That's that lady that likes to wear dresses. That's that guy that, you know, doesn't wear shorts and stuff. You know, guess what? It doesn't matter what the world thinks. It doesn't matter what, what the world sees or what the world believes. We need, to be please, we need to please God. We need to please God and God alone. Here's another question you've all heard before. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I mean, you only got one mouth, so it's, that's how it goes. What that means is we can all accomplish very large tasks if we break it down into little tasks and then set our goals and resolve to accomplish the small things first. Then we can move on to the next level, and the next level, and the next level, and then all of a sudden, that, that elephant ain't nothing but fertilizer, okay? But that's, that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. The bottom line is this. If you are a Christian and Christ-like, you will be a leader. You will be a leader. Everybody say, I am a leader. You are a leader. You are a leader. All Christians are leaders by definition because Jesus was a leader. You can inspire someone to follow after God and experience the new birth that is available to all that would come. Repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. These are things that we can inspire people. We can lead people. We can guide people to, to new life. That is the most, that's the greatest gift any of us could ever have. And I'll tell you right now, I've been living for God for I think it's 16, 17, going on 17 years, not that long. I've been in ministry uh, preaching for 10 years now. And I tell you, when I first started preaching, there was probably five people sitting in this building right here. Okay, and it didn't look the way it looks right now. It looked a little different. But I, that's no exaggeration. I'm telling it the truth. But did, that, did, I, did I quit? Because, oh, woe is me. I don't have an audience. I don't have people looking at me. I, mean, that's, I am not up here so I could be looked at. 
Okay, I'm up here because I am going to deliver the word of the Lord. I am going to deliver the word of God. I am going to be obedient to the Lord, to the Holy Ghost, and I am going to follow him every single time. 1 Timothy 4 and 8 says this. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Why do I say that? Well, partially is this. When we, when we move into a new year, people like to make resolutions. And that's okay. And some people accomplish those things, and some people don't. We're not the world. We're not here to make resolutions. We're here to resolve ourselves to follow after Christ. That's the resolve we need to have. If we have a resolution, it's going to be to follow after God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole strength, everything within us we need to follow God with. We are apostolic, and we have certain things that we, we need to be doing. Um, I'm going to say this, and, you know, musicians, come on up, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land this, this little bird here in any minute. Um, there are things that we can do. There are things that we can resolve in our lives right now tonight. And this is my challenge to each and every one of you under the sound of my voice, on the internet, on the interwebs, whatever it is. This is a challenge I'm putting out here to everybody right now. I'm not going to tell you to make the biggest, grandest goal, do this or do that. But I'm going to take the simple approach, how to eat an elephant approach. I believe that everybody in here can commit, can resolve, I'll even say can guarantee that they can accomplish something for the kingdom of God this year that they haven't done before. Something new. Everybody can do it. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your experience in life. You can accomplish something new for the kingdom of God. And we can start right here tonight. So I'm going to give you some suggestions. And then we're going to pray. Here's some suggestions. You can resolve to improve your health. Bodily exercise has some benefit. There is a mind-body connection. So we are, this is, you know, temple of God. So we need to take care of that. And, that's, and the world does that. That doesn't mean they're wrong or right. But we can do that. But we can do better than that. We can do better than that. We can, we can seek and, and, and reach for a deeper spirituality. We can, we can commit to reading not only the Word of God, but, but other other books that it will enrich our mind, that will help us grow in God. There's so many great books out there that we could be reading instead of Facebook. Uh, just to let you know, if you think you're reading books when you're reading Facebook, 
you're doing it wrong. Facebook is not a book. It does not count. That's the truth. We can resolve to fast one day a week, one day a month. That's up to you. I'm not putting quotas out there for you, and I'm, but I'm throwing some ideas out there. And when, as I throw these ideas out, I want to see some people receiving some of these ideas and saying, you know what? I think I can do that. We have a sign-up sheet in the foyer right there. I know I can do that. I know I can fast for one day and pray for one day. I guarantee, I, my name's already on the list. Prayer. We can resolve to pray more than what we are currently doing. Doesn't have to be a ton more, but it, just more. We can resolve to fellowship. These are things that are important to the body of Christ, not only to yourself, but to the body. Fellowship matters. Fellowship is important. This church believes in fellowship. We believe in food. Uh, I'm going to tell you, we're apostolic. Food is great. And if we're going to fellowship with me, I want to have some food or some coffee, please. That's just a request. Doesn't have to be, but it will get me there a lot easier. How about love? Can we love more? Can we love a little more than what we have been? It's not always easy. It sounds simple. Oh, love. I can, I can love, love, love. You know, I mean, I'll take my happy pills and I can love everybody. It's not that easy to love people. People got problems. I'm telling you. I, I love everybody. And trust me, it's not always the easiest thing. But God will replenish you. God will refill you with all the energy, with all the need that you have to give more love if you resolve to give more love in 2022. We can abstain from some things. Anybody feel that one? Who? I'm throwing it out there. I'm, I, somebody's catching. I don't know who. We can abstain from some things. We can abstain from the one-eyed devil. We can abstain from certain areas that we probably don't belong. We can abstain from many, many things that we're probably right on the edge of. Maybe it's okay, maybe it's not okay. Let's just, if, it, if we're not sure if it's okay or not okay, pass it up, move along, and keep on going until you know you're getting onto something that is okay. Don't waste your time messing with something that's not right. We can abstain from anything that's not pleasing to God. That includes media, activities, gossip, you name it. It doesn't matter. Resolve yourself to abstain. I'm not saying you got to do all these things. I'm throwing it out there. Somebody's going to receive this, I hope. That's, that's my prayer. Somebody receive what I'm, what I'm giving. We need to give our time. We need to give. Give more of ourselves, our time, our energy, our talents, our funds to help prosper the church and the kingdom of God. We need to do that. We need to resolve to do it. Not just say we're going to do it. Guess what? We had, a, we had a giving service last year, and we blew the top off of the thermometer. I think that's the second or third year running where we blew the top off the thermometer. How did we do that, church? Tell me, how did we do it? We resolved to do it. We made a commitment, and we said, I am going to give 
to this program. I am going to make it a priority in my life, and I'm going to do it no matter what. If I have to skip a Starbucks or if I have to skip this or that, hey, so be it. This is way more important than a cup of coffee. This is way more important than, you know, going out and spending lots of money on at the mall or whatever people do. I live out in the country, so I'm not quite sure. I know what I do, but uh, I don't go to the mall. So. But we need to do that. We need to give our time, our energy, our talent. We can commit or resolve to teach a Bible study. I'm throwing it out there. Somebody's going to catch this. Somebody's going to do Bible study that has never done a Bible study. We can resolve that. And when I say resolve, I'm not, that's, not a, that's not an easy word. That's a serious word. That means it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm going to put everything into it, my whole heart, my whole effort, everything. We can invite people to church. We can resolve to invite people to church. I'm throwing it out there. I know there's people that are like, well, I'm kind of shy. I don't know. Uh, hey, guess what? If you drop a church card at the, at, the, at the table for your server to get, you're reaching out. You're, 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 you're on the right track, okay? That's, that's how it starts. You put that church card there, they get it. They either they come or they don't come. But after you get comfortable with that first bite, then you move on to the next bite where you actually sit and talk to the human being and say, hey, I go to this church right here, and you look like a really nice person. Why don't you come to one of our services? I think you'd love it. It's, it's great. It'll change your life. And maybe I'll even take you out to lunch afterward. You can resolve to do that. You can resolve. I'm throwing it out. You can resolve to forgive. There's forgiveness that is needed in this, in this body. There's forgiveness that needs to be given in this body. We can't hold on to unforgiveness. If you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. Can you resolve to forgive something that needs to be forgiven? We can do it, church. You can do it. I'm telling you right now, I know it can happen. We can resolve to be more consecrated. We can resolve to have a stronger relationship with Christ. We can resolve to seek after holiness like we've never done before. We can resolve to learn more and reach more places, more people, more souls for the Lord. We must have the mind of Christ in order to become steadfast under the things of God. With that will come discipline, accountability, truth, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is very important. We can resolve to seek after the mind of Christ. I hope everybody has grasped something. And if I don't know everything we can do, those are just some examples we can do. But those are some pretty decent examples. I did put some time and thought into that. And I want you to grab a hold and, and resolve to do something new this year. Do something you haven't done before. Yes, I am. I, I'm asking. I'm reaching right now. I want, I want a response tonight. I want every single person in this building to reach further than you have reached before. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 14 through 16. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. 
For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. If you have the Spirit of God, you have the mind of Christ. You just have to cultivate, you have to cultivate that relationship. You have to do something new. You have to break new ground. We're going to break new ground tonight, church. We are going to, I need a shovel. I mean, I'm not going to go grab, but wait, we need to break new ground. Not the same ground that we've been treading, that I've been treading for 10 years as a minister, for 16 years as a Christian. I've, I've been a lot of places already, but I got a lot more places that I need to go. I got a lot more places that I need to go. You got a lot more places that you need to go. Repentance, the Holy Ghost, salvation are all gifts given to us from a loving and righteous God. These are not things that we're owed. These are gifts. God gives them to us as gifts. This altar's open right now. I, I want people to come in here and pray. Not just pray. I want you to pray about something specific. Resolve to do something new for the kingdom of God tonight. Can we do that, church? Let's pray. Let's come. Let's seek after God. Let's listen to his voice. He has spoken to you already. We need to make some res re resolution. We need to resolve. We need to have it made up in our mind. We have to have a firm decision. This is not, we're not playing, church. This is spiritual warfare. We must all resolve to be about our Father's business in the year 2022. We need to seek and save the lost. I resolve to further the kingdom of God. Oh, Lord Jesus, I pray right now, God. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your goodness, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Come right now. Come in here and bring your spirit to each and every one of us. Bring, bring an understanding. Bring, bring spiritual strength. Help us, to, help us to stretch those spiritual muscles that we haven't used lately. We need, to, we need to start using all the spiritual tools that you have given us, God. We need to use every single one of them. We need you most of all, Jesus. I resolve tonight that this year is not going to be the same as last year. That devil's not going to look me in the face with a smirk on his face. He's going to run. He's not going to bother any of us because we're going to be too strong for him. We already are.
there's a lot of prayer happening right now. I think we're digging in a little bit tonight, church. That's okay. That's what, that's what we're supposed to do. We're digging in. We're digging into this. We're committing. We're, we're doing more than just committing. We are resolving something. Tonight, tonight, right now. Don't walk out the doors of this church without resolving to do more in the kingdom of God. You're going to miss the greatest opportunity that may have ever come your way. I'm telling you right now, we need to do it. We need to do it, church. It's going to make this body into something greater than this world. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. be with you each and every day, God. I don't want to be apart from you, God. I want you to be right here with me. When I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes, I want to give thanks to you, Jesus, because you are good and your mercy endureth forever. I thank you and I praise you. Hallelujah. God bless you, church. If you want to continue to pray, please continue to pray. We're not in a hurry to get out of here. Let God work. Let God work in each and every one of you tonight. I love you. I love this church. Keep pastor and sisterhood in your prayers as they return home. And let's get ready for Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed.